This is the Tiger Wears Prada. You're listening to KCOU 88.1 FM. This is going to be a new fashion show we're doing. Um, so let me just introduce myself. My name is Maddie Hawes. Um, I'm a freshman at the University of Missouri studying journalism and textile and apparel management. That's my interest in fashion. Um, I'm super interested in fashion. I was an anchor for The Pulse before this, and I always wanted to talk about fashion. So I just kind of decided maybe I should start a fashion show. And uh, turns out some of my friends were like, yeah, you should do it. So here I am. Um, so today uh, we're just going to do kind of like a show intro, kind of like what the show is going to be about. Uh, but we'll also do some diving into some headlines, some fashion news headlines, as well as uh, talk about an in-depth fashion topic. Uh, we'll do that every single time uh, we have the show. Um, but just to kind of introduce myself a little bit more, I should probably talk a little bit about my interest in fashion and, um, a little bit about my current style inspiration. So I'll go into that. So basically, uh, ever since I was able to start picking out my own outfits, I started picking out my own outfits. <laughs> Sorry, mom, but I loved, um, reading 17 magazine. Um, and I used to marvel at all of like the outfits and different styles. And I went through the justice phase, of course, um, but um, nowadays, I kind of have taken my own reins on that. Um, I'm really into vintage inspiration. I have my own Pinterest board, and I love to post on that. Um, and so anything vintage, I'm super into 70s style right now. Um, uh, my style inspiration um, is currently... Um, Florence, I forgot her last name. This is sad, um, but she is very, she's a very, uh, inspirational. Oh, it's no, I'm sorry. It's not Florence. I'm thinking of, uh, I'm thinking of the new star of little women and midsummer <laughs> Florence. Um, oh, I forgot her last name too, but she's great. Uh, I love her so much. Uh, but no, um, uh, it's Francois Hardy. Yes. Yes, she is my favorite 70s inspiration right now. She was a singer, actually, uh, but, you know, she just had really influential style um, at that time and actually still going forward uh, for people like me who are obsessed with 70s styles. So um, currently today I'm wearing long boots and a jumpsuit and a turtleneck. Uh, I really love layering style for like winter style and everything. Um, and I love like the drawn out long look of like, you know, like a lot of like the seventies silhouettes with fashion. So the longer boots, uh, the longer jumpsuit kind of look longer necklaces and longer sweater. I really love the contrast of that with the more fitting, um, turtleneck. So yeah, uh, that's my current style inspiration. Um, so a little bit more about the show. Um, I'm going to create an Instagram that'll go with the show. It's going to be, it's actually created now. Um, and it's called the Tiger Wears Prada dot KCOU. And you can follow that. Um, I thought it'd be really cool if on the show there were some visual aids uh, that would kind of assist some of the talking with the show. So if I refer to a picture or something, I'll most likely post it. Or maybe I'll do a couple of fun little teasers to, you know, this week's show on, my, on the Instagram that'll go with the show. 
um, and also um, there might be, I have this idea to do like a mystery style icon of the week. Um, so that kind of will be fun. You might get a little bit of like hints and everything um, until I announce the actual style icon on the show. Um, so yeah, um, I'm hoping there will be a point where people can start calling in and we'll be able to discuss um, other people's fashion inspiration and ideas um, and um, opinions on some of the topics we discuss on the show. Uh, but also I will be bringing on some Mizzou students who I think have really cool style and of course, you know, are very vocal about their uh, love for fashion, as well as possibly some professors who work in the textile and apparel management um, area of the school because I think they're awesome and they have a lot to say about fashion and where it is in the industry today. So yeah, this is going to be really fun. I'm super excited. And for now, we're going to take a quick little break and then we'll come back and we'll talk about what's happening in the headlines. So thank you for tuning in. Hi, welcome back to KCOU 88.1 FM. My name is Maddie Hawes and this is the Tiger Wears Prada. And right now we are going to dive into some fashion headlines. So this one was really interesting to me from the New York, New York Times. Is Billie Eilish the next Madonna? Ruth LaFera from the New York Times is calling Billie Eilish Gen Z's outrageous fashion model. In her article, she spoke to a teen in Bulgaria who said when she embraces Billie's style, she feels like she also embraces her confidence to be herself. This growing trend is said to have stemmed off of Billie's first music videos. This is what makes her com comparable to Madonna when fans and fashion lovers, of course, look to Madonna's early video aesthetics for their outfit inspiration. This new Billie Eilish-inspired trend will most likely continue to grow due to her recent success bringing home five Grammys. So, wow, yeah. Honestly, uh, just from my own opinion, uh, I have not... I mean, I've been watching what Billie has been doing with her style and everything, um, and it's not really exactly my style, but I will say I've definitely seen um, an increase in kind of you know, people really like embracing, um, you know, the knit cap kind of look. And I've seen a lot of colored hair recently. Of course, that that happens in general. But I would say that Billy really is kind of going out there uh, with her style and just like really like promoting confidence with it. Um, and that's really cool. And that really like ex expands to like all of fashion, you know, just really like in like inspiring people to do their own style, you know, you know, she might have a stylist, but maybe she's calling the shots behind some of that style that she's wearing, you know, because it's like, it really does seem like that her style, um, reflects the kind of music she's making. Um, and it really just reflects the personality that she puts out on, you know, social media and all of her interviews and stuff. And I think that that's super cool. And I think that that's one of the reasons why she's being compared to, the next Madonna, you know, it's like everyone's kind of really like, you know, falling in love with her um, ability to embrace this crazy style that she has. So honestly, like, go Billy. I'm here for you, girl. <laughs> um, all right. And then we'll also move on to a next headline. According to, to Vogue Business, the coronavirus could have a massive effect on the fashion world revolving around production in China. So um, just a little bit of a brief review. If um, 
I'm sure most people have heard about the coronavirus, but I'll just say a couple of things about it. Um, the virus began in Wuhan, China, and is now spreading to other countries such as Japan, Thailand, the United States, and Canada. Um, the virus is difficult to cure and contain because people can have it for up to something like 14 days before experiencing symptoms. Um, that really shocked me when I heard that. Um, and um, it's also really scary because the symptoms are very similar to other respiratory uh, diseases, such as the common cold. So it's hard to diagnose very, like, very soon, right away. Um, so just from a Mizzou perspective, currently the CDC has released a level three warning against the disease. So um, study abroad trips that were planned to go to China are actually being postponed right now. Uh, so that's a pretty big deal. Um, and um, it's, it's been killing a lot of people in China. And it's, it's, a, very, it's a pretty serious uh, virus that if you read... Um, you know, articles about it and everything, people um, aren't really, you know, they're not really predicting that there will be a cure for it until about like three months from now. So that's a, that's a pretty, that's a pretty, um, that's a pretty long amount of time to wait um, for a cure. And especially when it comes to an industry such as the fashion industry, where everything is planned out ahead, um, with like production and everything, everything is in advance. Um, that is a big deal. So, um, Vogue business is a really, uh, good source, uh, for, you know, information about the industry. So they're talking about how they're projected, they're projecting that brands that depend on the country for manufacturing could possibly face months of months of operational delays. Um, because holiday closures have been extended to February 9th. So that's a pretty big deal. Um, months of operational delays. Um, I bet if anyone listening right now looked at like at least one article of their clothing is made in China or produced um, in an area around China that is possibly you know, affected by this virus. And that's a pretty big deal um, because I mean, everyone around the world will feel the effects of that if they're not, you know, getting their clothes, um, you know, right away. Like they're not necessarily available in stores. Stores don't necessarily have as much inventory as they usually do. That's going to be a pretty big deal. Um, so it's just interesting to take kind of like a different perspective on an epidemic. You know, everyone like thinks about how people are affected by it with their health and everything. Um because of course that's that's a big importance, but it's like there's there are other things that are going to be affected, such as like the fashion industry and you know people people's clothes and where are they coming from, um, and especially due to the delayed shipment, um, uh, Vogue Business is predicting that e-commerce may grow due to consumers choosing to shop online instead of. Um, instead of stores because out of boredom, out of frustration with the delays. Um, one of the things they were talking about was anxiety about the delays. Um, and so, yeah, this, this might be a really um, interesting thing for us living in America. You know, we might, we might necessarily, um, you know, we might see that our stores aren't really updating as fast as they are, uh, especially because most of most of the stores who are connected to the fast fashion industry all come out of they all have factories and operations in China 
so especially stores um, such as like Forever 21 um, or online stores like BB or um, yeah, like BB, Romwe. I don't know if anyone's ever heard of that one. That one's kind of more down low, but like there are a good amount of fast fashion industries, even H&M. H&M is one too um, that you know, they really rely on China for a lot of their production um, of their clothing. So that's going to be a pretty big deal. Uh, Of course, those stores are always stacked with clothing. So I'm sure that they'll be able to look back in the break room and find something to put out there. Um, But it's going to be interesting because we're always used to going in H&M two weeks after we went in last time and there's new stuff. Maybe there's not going to be, you know, as much new, new things out because of this virus and how it's affecting production. So I thought that was super interesting. Um, and, you know, I just, I just really think that, you know, people don't necessarily think about all the time that it's like, you know, the industry like is going on continuously. So it's like anything that impacts like the economy, um, like social social um, issues and everything, like they all have to do with the industry. Like the industry pays attention to that. Um, I learned in one of my textile and apparel management classes that it's like the product developers really have to be sharp on, um, you know, their knowledge about, like I said, social trends and economic trends, everything, because like as the world changes, fashion changes and people's opinions on fashion change and people's opinions on the world change. Um, that's why fast fashion is now being called out and everyone's going to sustainability all of a sudden. It's like, wow, you know, product developers maybe had their plans for spring, uh, 2021 and 20, 22 already set out and now they have to go back and (laughs) erase all of that and make it more sustainable because it's like trends are constantly changing. Um, and so that's just like really interesting to me. Um, you know, I had heard about the coronavirus and I just kind of did a little bit of small research into it. Um, and I didn't even think about how it would affect the fashion industry until I saw a Vogue Business's article. So uh, just a really interesting perspective to take on that. Um, and I hope you thought that was interesting too. So we'll take another break right now um, and we'll be back to talk about an in-depth fashion topic. So it should be fun. Hello and welcome back to the Tiger Wears Prada. All right, this is going to be really fun. We're going to dive into our in-depth fashion topic of the day. And I thought with the new year, we might as well. Uh, We're going to be talking about decade-defining fashion from 2010 to 2020. Because if you just needed the little wake-up, it's 2020. It's been 10 years. Uh, So we have a whole nother decade on our hands. Um, And so... Let's dive right in. Um, So just a couple of things I think. um, I've been looking to some inspiration online, uh, but I'm just going to go off of like my own head in the beginning here and talk about some of the things I think that are kind of decade-defining fashion. Um, So I kind of did a few things where I'm like versus versus. So the first one we have here is mom jeans versus leggings. So I would say that... Um, legging culture was huge starting in the 2010s. Um, and it still is. And just to clarify, I'm talking about like cotton leggings, just like black leggings. Um, I would say that was like the, 
the big one that like, I mean, I'm talking like every time I walked down the halls, it was like every girl had leggings on. Um, and you know, like forever 21 was really selling those black leggings, like out the wazoo. (laughs) So, um, Anyway, um, I would say that leggings were huge. I would say definitely starting in around the 2010s. Now I put mom jeans here because I would say around kind of more like 2000, like 16, 17, kind of edging towards the end of the decade, um, more around like the midpoint to the end a lot of, at least in women's fashion, uh, this is largely women's fashion right here we're talking about. Um, In women's fashion, I would say that mom jeans really kind of took the lead. And going along with that, um, I would say that is because a lot of people got into thrift shopping and this idea of sustainable shopping and how thrifting is not only cheaper, but also more environmentally friendly because you are reusing clothing. Um, And so at least I know that I took part of the thrifting trend a lot. And I saw a lot of people start to do that. Um, Even nowadays, it's like a lot of people are profiting off of their thrifting love, you know, making um, popular apps have come to storm like Depop, where you can um, sell your clothing that you thrift and everything for a lot (laughs) pricier than you actually thrifted it for, which is interesting. Um, But I also have friends who have Instagram accounts where they sell their thrifted clothing and everything. Uh, So thrifting is a huge thing. Um, And I would say that that leads into vintage fashion, which is where, hello, I love vintage fashion. (laughs) Um, This is definitely... Uh, one of the things that I paid attention to. But I would say that um, this decade especially really started looking back um, into um, the the 1950s and onward, even earlier than that for some people. But I would say like 50s and up was like mostly like what you would see. And even like um, designers up in the big times were looking back on those decades, like the 80s and the 90s and the 70s and the 60s and the 50s. And they were all looking, they were looking back to those times, looking at the icons, looking at the defining styles um, and really trying to reflect that image. Because, you know, for some reason this decade, everyone was like, oh my gosh, that was like, those fashions were the coolest, you know? And maybe it's because Netflix was, there was a rise of streaming um, with television. Old TV shows came back. All of my friends are into that 70s show. They're telling me, Maddie, 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 you have to watch this because you would love it. Um, And, you know, it's like, I love the outfits from it. And, you know, it's friends came back and people started, you know, wearing their baggy t-shirts and, you know, mom jeans a little bit more and, you know, talking about how, you know, Joey has that style, (laughs) that kind of thing. And um, I would say that that is definitely possibly one of the reasons why vintage fashion really came back into play. Um, Also, um, I would say that uh, when it comes to things like mom jeans, I think that that has to tie together with kind of this idea of like a fashion silhouette. And um, 
people really got into this look that was kind of like tighter on the top, but tucked in and then cropped more around like the ankles uh, when it came to like pants and high-waisted jeans really came back into style. Um, which is really interesting because, you know, like a lot of times people see mom jeans as really not being that flattering, uh, but it just became like this huge fad where people would wear, they would focus on their sock culture for a while and they wanted to show that off as well as sneaker game. We'll hop into that one as well. Sneaker game versus Ugg boots. Ugg boots began in the decade, I would say, and it was like, Every single girl I saw had a different pair of Ugg boots. You know, you had the ones with the bows on them um, or you had the ones with the buttons on the side and everything. Even what I called fugs, which were fake Uggs because Uggs are expensive, you know, really made um, made a huge impact. Um, but then kind of going into like the mid, mid kind of, I would say, 2016, 70s, 17s again, um, came sneaker game. And that was like huge. That was huge. Um, and that affected men's and women's style. Um, it kind of started, I would say, with men's style because it began with um, basketball shoes largely, and people started wearing them to school, to work. Um, well, not, not necessarily to work as much, I guess, but, you know, like to school around uh, common everyday places, you know, um, which was really interesting. And then people started pouncing onto celebrity basketball players designing shoes. And that led into um, kind of women also starting to wear those shoes, but also just getting into this chunkier, like, shoe look. Nowadays, I see a lot of uh, filas, uh, which are like these white, chunky, what they call dad shoes. But um, like women are really into it. Um, and it kind of goes hand in hand with the mom jeans look because those crop jeans allow you to see the sneaker. Um, and so, and that's interesting because skinny jeans also allow you to see the sneaker. Uh, but really, skinny jeans kind of took a fallout, I would say, kind of in the middle of the decade. Mom jeans came and kind of battled it out and won um, because, you know, you still see skinny jeans. It's definitely still something that Old Navy will carry forever. <laughs> but um, it's not necessarily like, you know, that big style anymore that it was. Um, I think that people got more into kind of a different silhouette look than just like the basic like tight to you look. Now I will say though that athleisure is still alive and thriving and that is a big one that I think will define this decade is the rise of Lululemon, of Nike and their ability to create now clothing that people did not just wear on the court. People like people were wearing clothing on the street to school, like in common everyday places in the grocery store for that was comfortable and stylish. And that was athleisure. And um, that beat out those Forever 21 leggings very fast when Lululemon, uh, you know, started capitalizing on their leg leggings. So um uh, I would say that was a big one. Uh, from Harper's Bazaar, they talked about festival fashion. That that is very that is a very big one. I definitely agree with that. Coachella, with social media, just became this huge phenomena, and everyone wanted to 
like copy their YouTube stars and everything on like the style they were wearing or just like they were obsessing over it. I remember when James Charles wore like these crazy outfits and people would just like freak out over it. And then what do you know? They start buying things similar to it. Um, so um, I just want to go through quickly this list I found on Insider um, of their opinions of what were the, d the decade defining styles. And I will say if I agree or I don't agree or I kind of an iffy about it. Chokers. Yes. All right. I can say goodbye to chokers. They're cool. They're, they're, they're pretty interesting. Uh, they made a huge surge in the 90s and everything, but I really feel like people are now just starting to be like, okay, that was a fad. That was for sure a fad, not a trend, uh, which means that it was very short-lived and we don't need to go back to that. Um, chunky dad sneakers, as I said before, I think that one's going to continue on. I could see that. Monochromatic outfits. This is when you wear one color like head to toe. I think that's going to continue on <laughs> because I think that uh, celebrities and designers, celebrity stylists really love that bold look. And that's a bold look. And just from looking at, I think it was the Golden Globes the other day, like the, the red carpet from that, I saw a good amount of monochromatic outfits. So I would say that's going to continue on. I'm sorry, Insider, but I think it's going to continue on. Um, PVC, which is like clear heels and boots. Goodbye. I really don't want to see you again. Um, first of all, they were always made out of this material that was very, it just very like, it looked like it hurt, you know? And it's like, of course, Kim Kardashian can post a picture of it on Instagram. And it's like, oh, wow, if she can wear it, I can wear it. But no, that girl, she probably took them off two minutes after they took that picture. So uh, I would say goodbye, PVC heels and boots. Um, we kind of already talked about cropped wide leg pants that kind of goes with mom jeans. I think that silhouette is huge right now. So I'm going to keep that. I think that, I think that that might continue on to the decade. Um, wedge sneakers. I'm talking like literally like straight out of middle school, <laughs> you know, like those sneakers that everyone loved. Think about your favorite wedge shoe and stick it on a sneaker. No, I don't want to see that again. Uh, biker shorts. This one's interesting. I don't really want to comment on this until we get to the summertime because I think that, that it could make a comeback because it is kind of a mix of athleisure and kind of a more bold style. So I would say that, that could make a comeback for sure. And maybe it'll be the style of summer. I don't want to start making like assumptions too early on, but honestly, biker shorts were kind of coming in at the end of last summer. So I could see them kind of starting out this summer. Um, the male romper, goodbye. <laughs> Actually, well, you know, I don't want to go too hard on that. I have seen some designs of it that are flattering. And if, you know, guys want to continue wearing rompers nowadays, I think the guys are really like men's fashion is becoming a lot more bold. And so I would say, you know, I, I'm going to take that back. I'm going to say that the male romper could continue on. Um, tiny sunglasses. Look, I know you want it to end, but I really feel like that one's going to continue on. Um, I don't know. I went through my phase with the tiny sunglasses, but I just I keep seeing it. I'm not sure, though. That one I'm kind of iffy on. Jeggings, goodbye. Um, and then one more thing I'm going to say about this decade is that everything revolved around social media. So nowadays, you know, people are like, making these like starter packs, you know, to copy the style of another person. Uh, Visco girl, e-girl, 
any listeners my age out there would know what this means. Um, and you can just picture it because it's like we scroll past these pictures 24 seven and it's like these styles, you know, people don't realize it, but like they're getting a lot of like, you know, uh, I guess like popularity from that. And so meme style and social media style is going to be something I have to say for the decade defining style. So yeah, I'm going to say that's probably one of the biggest things to emphasize here. Um, but yeah, so that was my long in-depth decade defining style guide. Hello and welcome back to the Tiger Wears Prada. We're going to wrap the show up here, uh, but I just wanted to add in a couple more things. So um, as I mentioned, the Instagram for the show is going to have a couple of posts that'll have a couple of clues towards a style icon of the week. So what I'm planning on doing for this is that I will give out a quote from the style icon on um, on air and you'll have to listen in to, you know, get, you know, start thinking about who would say that, you know, if you want to cheat, you can look it up word for word, go for it. Um, but uh, I just thought this would be kind of fun uh, because I know that my style has definitely been influenced by some of the really well-known style icons out there. Uh, but there are some that are kind of more down low that you kind of have to get into, I would say, a decade of style before you um, discover them. For example, for me, Francois Hardy, she's not really one that you hear about um, that much until you really get into, I would say, more of like 1970s inspired style, and then you get into her. Um, so anyway, here is our hint to next week's style icon that I will announce who the style icon of the week was last week or this week. Sorry, <laughs> I'll, I'll re-explain that. I will announce who the style icon of the week is this week, next week on the show. So you'll have to listen in to hear for sure who it is if you're not able to guess it from any of my clues I post on the Instagram or I say on the show. So here is our quote from our lovely style icon of this week. For beautiful eyes, look for the good in others. For beautiful lips, speak only words of kindness. And for poise, walk with the knowledge that you are never alone. So there is our style icons quote. Not going to say anything else. It's up to you now to think about it or Google it, you know. Uh, but anyway, so uh, we're going to move on to another thing I hope to do every week, which is kind of to do this day in, in fashion history because we've had quite a few years now to develop uh, historical events. So believe it or not, uh, pretty significant things have happened on January 31st. Um, back in the years for fashion. So uh, this one is Dub Charney, who founded the brand American Apparel. I've definitely heard of this brand, not sure if you have, um, which was formerly a brick and mortar store, but now an online only retailer with the slogan, ethically made sweatshop free, which is really interesting because my understanding of America, uh, American apparel before was that it was fast fashion. Um, but if you look into the brand's history, um, it actually overturned and was um, rebranded. And so now I guess they're going for more of an ethical 
kind of point of view. Kind of ties back into what I was saying about how, hmm, when people start to go green, the fashion industry kind of has to follow along. So, yeah, you know, trends all around affect the trends in the fashion world. So, yeah, that's my show for this week. That was the Tiger Wears Prada. Uh, thank you so much for tuning in. I am very excited to get back to you next week. And it's going to be a great ride.